Good evening, Mr. Clay Well. Good evening, Mr. Ham. How are you doing? Dude, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. I'm not liking this cold weather again. I know, right? Um, Just... I like the fact that it's knocking down a little bit of the pollen because I don't have allergies, but I've been like snotty. Yeah. However, right. seeing snow blowing around today was not cool after having 60 to 70 degrees days. Not yeah. cool. Yeah, it's been it's been an adjustment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've always heard this this old saying: if you don't like the weather in Kentucky, stick around fifteen minutes; it'll change. Yeah, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> but yeah, pretty much. Um, other than that, it's it's been good. It's been good. It's been an eventful week. It has. Yeah, I've had a lot of crazy shit going on this week. <laughs> I've not had so much crazy going on, other than it's a crazy week at school because it's like you know Seuss week. But uh-huh. yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, there's not been a whole lot of craziness, but it's just been like chock full of just things. I've done so much. Like we've been to the bank for the new house. We have, I've oh. talked to contractors. I've gone to get price lists. I've got, I've, I've been tweaking house plans. Um, it's just been, it's like every waking moment has been filled. So yeah, it, it's been a busy week. Yeah. I've, uh, I've not had a whole lot going on keeping me too busy uh picked up a new video game that i'm having a lot of fun playing oh yeah yeah that's been that's been pretty nice um so 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 what 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 game it's called deep rock galactic okay it's a oh, early is this the mining thing yep. yeah yeah it's space dwarf mining <laughs> space dwarf mining nice it's uh it's four player co-op cool there's no it's it's a real like chill laid back kind of game it's really fun just to, just to hang out with your friends and play. Nice. Uh, nice. If we can ever get you online sometime. Oh, God, I, when you're I gotta not, get gold. Well, I gotta you know, get gold. When, you know, when you're not building a house and teaching and raising a kid and taking care of the wife and, <laughs> and, uh, the, mom know, and, and the, the mom dad. and the dad and all that stuff, you know. <laughs> you know, I'll, when, I'll find some time in there to, yeah. yeah. Later. We'll, <laughs> later. Get, we'll get it later. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I picked that up. Um, some other stuff's gone on this week. Uh, so after our last episode, uh, since our last episode, rather, I guess I should say, I uh, spent a lot of time in the behind the scenes stuff that we, that I do here, that, right. that all the, all the lovely people out there never have to worry about. Uh, <laughs> I've upgraded some of our equipment. Yeah. I'm nice trying to work too. on some of the, uh, background process to kind of improve that a little bit. So Streamlined that, a little more and make and it a little simplifies easier. It. Yeah, yeah. Make it a little easier on me to get the editing done. Uh, hopefully we'll find out tonight. And, uh, so the other night though, I was working on that and I I tend to really focus in when I'm doing, when I'm performing a task, right? I get really zoned in on that task. And before I knew it, it was late and I hadn't eaten yet. Ah, yeah. And I stopped for a minute to rest my eyes because reading a lot on the computer screen and my eyes started to get kind of tired and I took a break for a second and then I realized Man, I'm really hungry. Uh, what time is it? Holy shit. It's almost 10 o'clock at night. And I haven't eaten anything since like noon. Dude, you know you can't go into town here either and get anything hardly. Well, they, ro- they like roll the sidewalks up even at like 9 o'clock. Well, that's exactly. So it was right around 10. <laughs> right. Which, so I leave and I'm thinking, Taco Bell still be open? Yeah, Taco Bell's open. open till like 1. Yeah, they're typically like midnight or later is, is their that's big thing. It, that's what it says on the building. Right. I roll up to the door. The drive through was wrapped halfway around the building back out to 27. And Dang. I was like, Fuck, I don't want to wait in the drive through that long. So I parked. I go in the lobby. Door there's, was open. Yeah, there's people sitting in the lobby eating. 
The okay. door was open. I walk into the lobby. I go up to the counter and stand there. So this is at like, like you say, like 10 o'clock at right, night. Right at 10. Yeah. Okay. And I roll up to the counter. I'm standing there and there's people in behind me in the lobby eating. And a couple of people in, that work there walk by. And I'm standing at the register. And another person walks by. And I'm still standing there at the register. And finally, a lady comes up and is like, can I help you? I'm like, yeah, I'd like to place an order, please. He goes, oh, honey, we're closed. You got to go through the drive-thru. And I'm like, well, obviously you're not. I came in. Right. <laughs> and she goes, well, there's no money in this drawer. I can't take an order here. You'll have to go through the drive-thru. And I was like, well, that's about stupid. Okay. So, so I left. I don't know. <clears throat> I guess. Okay. So I can imagine... Yes, they there's their restaurants have like a lobby time and then they have like their drive through time. Right. But they should at least either post it or shut the door and lock it or something. But I guess, too, something you said there were people in there eating. So would they necessarily lock it so that way people couldn't go back out or hey, I don't if, know. It's, if I can get in the building, they should serve you. Right. I should get food. Right. That's the way I look at it. Right. Especially because I'm hungry. <laughs> so they refuse my service and I'm like, I'm not sitting in this drive through. It's not moving. I'm not sitting here for 30 minutes to get some Taco Bell. Right. So you're like, heck with this. So I jump in the car. Like, where else can I go? I take off southbound on 27. Where, 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 where else can I go? Next roll up I see is Culver's. Okay. I was like, sweet, Culver's. All the lights are on. People are in the lobby. Roll around the drive-thru. <clears throat> and the sign was off. And I was like, oh, shit. Like the drive-thru sign? Yeah, just the drive-thru sign. The okay. sign out front. Everything all was on All the lights there. in the lobby. All the parking lot lights. Everything else was on. When I get all the way around behind the building. The sign of the drive-thru was off. They saw you coming. And I sat there for a second. Nothing. I said, hey, excuse me, are you guys open? No, I'm sorry, sir. We're closed. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so I put the car back in drive, rolling up the road a little bit further. And I'm like, man, there's nothing else up there that's different. It's all going to be the same shit. Well, I, mean, you, you could, I, don't, no, no, I can't say that. <clears throat> could have hit White Castle. I didn't think about White Castle. I forgot about White Castle. Honestly, I just forgot about it. And I didn't really want to go that far. Right. I was just like, I just wanted to run out, grab something, go home. True. So I flipped a U-turn, start coming back towards the house. First restaurant I see, Bojangles. Yeah. All the lights are on. There's people sitting in the lobby eating. Roll around in the drive-thru window. Like, as soon as I roll my window down. I'm it's sorry, sir. It's time. Nope. <laughs> they didn't, their little sign Mm-mm. didn't do that? Nope. It did not say, it's bow time. <laughs> I rolled the window down and it said, I'm sorry, sir. We're closed. Wow. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I roll out of the drive-thru and I'm like, well, I'm headed back north now. I was like, I'll just go to fucking McDonald's. It's 24 hours. <laughs> the drive through has got to be open. Get a couple of McDoubles and go home and call it a night. Right. Roll up to the McDonald's, flip the U-turn again to go back and get in their parking lot. Orange cones blocking off the entire fucking parking lot. Oh my gosh. Buildings shut down and everything. I know they're doing this reconstruction, they're, this remodel. Yep. But remodeling. now they normally have been keeping the drive through open. Nope. Closed. Wow. So I wow. said, screw it. I'm going home. <laughs> so it was a pack of ramen, huh? I had, No, I made a turkey sandwich. <laughs> That's actually probably better than anything you would have got out there anyway. I'm just but saying. I was just hungry. I, did, I wanted something hot. I didn't want a cold sandwich. Like, I eat a cold sandwich every day for lunch. I eat a cold turkey sandwich. Right. Every single day for lunch. That's what I had to have for supper that night, too. <sighs> just because I didn't have a time. Dude. That sucks. <clears throat> yeah. That so sucks. That, that, was, that was the first part of the week. 
And then uh, the other night, uh, I was running low on clothes. And I was right. like, okay, I need to do some laundry. So I get all my stuff together and pack it up and take it downstairs. I get everything loaded, you know, get everything ready, get all my stuff sorted out, get it ready to go. Right. And I open up the top, you know, the top load washing machine, just a regular old school washing machine. I open it up and I start the water filling up and I'm going to put my detergent and stuff in it. And I turn around to grab the first load of clothes. And when I lean over to grab the clothes, I just hear a gunshot go off right behind me. And I was on the phone with one, with, with one of my friends at the time and I scream like a little girl and I about jumped through the floor up here and he's like, what the hell is wrong with you? And I was like, I think I just got shot. And he's like, what? And I'm like, no, I'm kidding. I was like, the damn lid on my washing machine fell down behind me. When I went to get load my clothes, I was like, it scared the shit out of me. I was like, it's a good thing I'm doing laundry because I need some clean shorts right now. <clears throat> and uh, Oh my God, dude. <laughs> I come back upstairs. We finished talking and, uh, a little bit. So a couple days later, uh, talking about video games again, uh, just yesterday, actually, last night, as a matter of fact, the new Rainbow Six Siege update came out. There's okay. two new operators. Okay. There's a whole brand new game mode that they've never done anything like before. It's called uh, Operation Outbreak, and it's zombies. Yay! Yeah. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it is. It's really freaking cool. Okay, now is it? Are they slow zombies or are they fast zombies? Uh, yes, both. There, there's five different types of zombies. Cool, I think. awesome. And so some of them are just kind of what they call grunts. Yeah, and they're kind Those of fast. Your, oh, okay. Yeah, they're kind of fast. Uh, there's another one. I forget what they're called, but they explode. Oh, when you yeah. kill them and they move like really erratically. Okay. Like they jump up on the walls and the ceiling. They're, they look more like dogs. Kinda, Ooh, yeah. Than people. Uh, there's ones that I forget what it's called, but it looks like a rhinoceros or something. It's huge and slow and just big shambler. Like beat, beat stick. Just, yeah. yeah, just, and it takes forever to kill it. And there's another <laughs> one that I swear it looks like almost exactly like a wizard. From Destiny, if you ever played Destiny. Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've not played, but I've seen. Yeah. So it looks almost exactly like the uh, the wizards from Destiny. Cool. And uh, so we're playing that game, and you know I got I'm I'm a little bit into audio, L- just a touch. And so my gaming rig setup, I have really good set of headphones and a surround sound emulator that yeah. the headphones use to emulate surround sound. And we're playing the game and I'm like, man, this game is really, really freaking creepy, guys. I'm like, I don't know if I can play this because I don't do well with scary games. <laughs> and I'm like, this, this, I'm like, the visuals are kind of creepy, but I'm like, this audio is really fucking creepy. Like, it's really creeping me out. I was like, I don't know if I can keep playing this. I'm like, it's really starting to get to me. And, and they're like, like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, stand over here where I'm standing. Do you not hear? It sounds just like something is actually clawing its way through the wall right behind me. And they come over and stand by me. I don't hear it, dude. I don't hear that. And I'm like, ah, you guys got shitty headphones. You're not using surround sound. <laughs> I was like, trust me, it's there. And it is, it is just the perfect amount of just creepy. I'm like, it's, it's really getting to me. And uh, we finished out the round. We, we, we did not succeed. We failed the mission horribly. Uh, but anyway, I, the game's over. We exit the game and 
I still, you know, sitting there talking to him in the, in the party chat, but we're just not in the game anymore. And I'm like, guys, that's whole weight. And they're like, what? And I'm like, I can still hear that noise. Like it's not, and I pull my headphones off and I've got them on like a microphone and I'm like, it's not in the game. Like it's like, <laughs> there's something shit. clawing through my wall. <laughs> like, like that's in my house. I'm like, there's something, there's something actually in the wall like right behind me right now, scrabbling around. Like I can fucking hear it. <laughs> and they all, they started dying laughing, but I about came out that couch and straight to the door. <clears throat> Cause I was like, there is something done coming through this wall and going to eat my brains. <laughs> and, uh, Oh dude. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you've had, a hell of a week. It's it's I'm I've not needed to hit the gym too much. I got my little fitness tracker back and uh it's my heart rate's been elevated most several the, times. Yeah. Most of the week. Yeah, I've I've done a good job of getting my cardio Oh my goodness. In the zone. Dude, that's 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 pretty wild. So yeah, that's been my week. <laughs> oh yeah. So I've I don't have anything even close to any of that, dude. I there's no I, like I said, my week has just been chock full of just tasks just the one after another um we went to the bank on monday talked to the loan officer about you know getting everything for the house um we're wanting to break ground on it here in the next like uh probably three to four weeks i would like to do it right around the first of april but um we may have to push it back a week or so um oh, yeah yeah i mean it's just a matter of getting everything together lined up getting right. the person how, digging now, and how does the weather stuff. affect that um, like, it, well, I mean, initially you're looking at just excavator just for, you know, d- dig the basement and stuff like that. So, right, but like with all the rain and stuff we've had with that, it shouldn't affect, I mean, like a track hoe or anything too much. I mean, they can go okay. in, they can, they can, you well, know, yeah, but I didn't know if they were digging a hole, if you just wind up with a big pool. No, no, a realist. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, I didn't know how, I mean, I don't know how that works. I don't know the way I, mean, I know this, if there's uh, grass there, it'll just, the water will puddle on top and run off but if they're right. digging a big hole it's just going to stand basically i'm going to end up with a swimming pool right yeah. well i don't know that's um actually the the way the land lays it's uh, we're cutting like straight back into um like i don't want to say like i don't know it's it's like a little rise like a, a, it 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 stays level from the road back about 30 feet and then it it go it rises about 12 feet and then it levels back off again so we're just going to go straight back into that okay so okay. realistically if you know, rain or something like that comes in, the whole front's going to be open. So it would just, you know, come out the front. Back across the road. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, down to the creek and it's it's gone. Okay. So, um, yeah, getting the excavator in there to go ahead and get, you know, basement dug and all that kind of stuff, though. Um, getting all of the paperwork into the bank. I mean, I thought I had everything together. Like the, <laughs> the, the loan officer, he's like, he says, hey, yeah. He's, he's good. like, you ever seen the TV, a, t- a television infomercial? But wait, but there's wait, more. there's more. I said, he's like, uh, this is a really good house plan. You've got the, the lumber package and it looks like the roof and, and, and all that. So where's the rest of it? And I went, oh, wait, wait, what? <laughs> he said, uh, yeah, like, so I need everything. And I said, what do you mean everything? And he says, listen, uh, we, we need like how much is brick going to cost? How much is it going to cost to do your septic? How much is it going to cost to do like the, how much are the shingles going to cost? The, I mean, he ran this list, this gambit, just, and I was like, I've got some homework to do. <laughs> I said, right. can you give me about a week? He goes, yeah, you just bring it to me. I said, how quick is the turnaround on this once I get you the info? He said, you get me all the info. I can have something laying on my desk here in front of you in 48 hours. I was like, okay. 
Oh, that's actually pretty it's good. Really quick. So yeah. Um he I mean he's really good. He he he's awesome to work with. So um and so I've got I've been calling contractors. I've talked to concrete get like this afternoon. That's that's where I was. I spent about forty five minutes with the concrete guy going over plans and what what to do and all that. Um, got calls into roofers. I've got calls into like I mean just so many people. Um, so yeah, that's that's where my evenings have been pretty much. Fun, a lot of fun. Sounds a like a lot, lot of fun. fun. Um. But, you know, it's all coming together, and, and hopefully we'll get this thing started. And, man, I'm looking so forward to it. I'm looking so forward to uh, – honestly, I'm looking forward to the build. Uh, a lot of people are like, you're going to hate that. But I'm looking forward to getting there and actually doing the work. Well, and I think a lot of people probably are assuming that you've never done anything like that before. So it's going to be a, a, a significantly higher challenge for you. Then Not, what it but, may really, I mean, it's going to be a challenge. Yeah, but you have but, experience doing that kind of stuff right, in the past. So right. that'll help a lot. That's we, very true. We have, um, I have spent a lot of time, like whenever I was younger, um, I had an uncle at that, honest to God, the house that he built has maybe, maybe four original walls in it. Everything else has been torn out and rebuilt and reshuffled. Like the main like wall that holds the center of the house, the weight bearing wall is still right. there. Uh, uh, the, there's three walls there that divide bedrooms. They're still there. Everything else has been changed, gutted, redone. Um, and it was myself, Chris, and Rick that did that. Uh-huh. So, nice. um, yeah. And it was just an unbelievable like experience learning how to do that kind of stuff. I mean, Rick was good at it for one. I mean, we could go in, we could tear a wall out in you know half a day and have it framed back in and ready for drywall by lunch the next day. I mean, he was just that kind of guy. He's like, I know what I need to do. I know what I'm, I want. And this is what happens, you know, that's nice. So yeah, I mean, we learned a lot from him. So things like that, electrical, plumbing, all that kind of stuff, learned from him. And then plumbing has gotten a lot easier now with this new stuff. So, oh yeah, with like the pecs and yeah, all the that. Yeah, the pecs, man. They, from what I gather, that is the way to go. That's what everybody says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like I say, I'm looking forward to the build. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of work. It's gonna be stressful, but oh yeah, I think it'll be gratifying to see this go from an empty piece of ground to a home. That I built. That I built. You know, my, no, my, not, my, not my, my sweat, <laughs> my sweat, my blood, my tears are here. That's, that, that's, that's, it's going to be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the walls might have some of my profanity ingrained into the wood, but I'm not going to do much of the actual construction. <laughs> I'll come over and help uh, drink beer, but. Uh, <laughs> that works. That works. Going to need some gophers, you know, not I'm the little furry animals. No, yeah. I'm good at that. I'm really good at that. You're, you're good at gophers. I'm almost as good as radar. Really? Almost. Not awesome. quite. Oh, that's I almost awesome. know what you need before you tell me you need it. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> of course, sometimes I think you need a hammer and you needed a screwdriver, but you know, yeah. at least I'm there with something. I, I promise I won't ask for any cans of steam. None of those like they did at Hinkle. <laughs> uh, no, no board stretchers? No board stretchers. None of that stuff. Okay. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm actually looking forward to seeing seeing it. 
yeah. go into process and seeing the whole thing. Yeah. Because yeah, I've never actually witnessed that from start to finish. Like my mom and, and Terry built their house. Right. Uh, but I never did. I didn't really get to see it until say, it was You were kind of over here, right? Yeah, yeah. So I didn't get to see it until it was just finished and they were moving in. <laughs> yeah. So it'd be kind of cool to be able to stop by every couple of weeks and see all the different changes. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. I can't wait. Can't wait. Like I say, this summer is is booked, and that's what it's going to be. I I did. I, I we have talked about this summer though, um, taking you know four or five days mm-hmm. and going down to the beach, and just kind of being like brain break. Let's just get away from everything for a few days and just kind of chill. Uh, right. Penelope is up and like running around the house now, so she's at that age now where I think she'd start to enjoy being out on the beach and stuff. Yeah. So I think we're going to do that as well. So oh, that'll be fun. That'll yeah. be really fun. Yep. 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 So speaking of this past week uh-huh. and, and all the stuff that's going on, uh, also, there was something this past week that's uh, pretty significant to both you and I, I think. I know it is for me, and I'm pretty sure it is for you. It's not like, I mean, we weren't like married or engaged or anything like that. But uh, 45 years ago, on March 1st, there was this thing that happened. And I, I'm going to throw some numbers at you, and I'm pretty sure you're going to be able to guess. Okay. This thing. 45 years ago is significant because it was a thing that did something for 741 weeks consecutively. That is a world record that hasn't even been close to touched. That is correct. Yes. You know, so what, so what are we talking about? It stayed on the charts, not at number one, but it stayed on the top 100 Mm -hmm. chart. For the, this entire time. 741 so. weeks, which the best of my math I could come up with is 14 years, two months, and about a week. Yeah. Give or take. Dude, that's unreal. That is insane. Unreal. Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon album released on March 1st, 1973. 19, God, just think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. 1973. We're talking... This is four years after Hendrix plays the national anthem at Woodstock. Right. This is four years, roughly, after Montreal pop. This is, this is like the birth of what we know of as modern rock. They create this album that to this day sounds like something that was, recrea- was created a few weeks ago. Yeah. It truly has like a timeless sound. It really does. The um, processes that went into making this album mm-hmm. was, I, I, I don't want to use necessarily the word revolutionary. It was almost futuristic because <laughs> the things that they were able to accomplish with the rudimentary tools that they had of that time mm-hmm. is, is mind blowing. It's, unbelievable um and to really sit down especially after you turned me on to these really nice headphones <laughs> right, you know right sit to sit down and listen to dark side of the moon and hear those little nuances the little things that you uh, normally you're, you're not going to hear i mean mind you at the house i've got that bose you know right. s- yeah dude it does not do justice like those like a set of sennheisers do the small things that would that 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 are lost it's unbelievable yeah. when you are able to hear ev- all the different layers yeah i was blown away like the first time i heard some of the 
because you know in in throughout the album they interwove in these little clips where they had sat down with different people and done interviews absolutely and they just kind of wove in and like some of the ones you can hear predominantly yeah. are like the mind the gap there's no reason to be afraid of dying yeah i forget exactly what he says yep. but there's no i'm he not said, afraid of dying why should i be there's no reason for it or something we've like got that. to go sometime yeah yeah there's there's a lot more than just those right laid under and if you can really get a nice sound system a good set of headphones a really hi-fi system you can pick start picking out a lot of those other little things Absolutely. and then some of the layered tones that they did can really pop out yeah yeah it's it's one of the things that blew my mind about this album and i, I like i am a pink floyd fanatic so i mean it's it's I mean, to me, there is no band like Floyd. But um, a years ago, VH1 Classic did these these um, shows called it was a classic album, and they were typically thirty thirty minute to hour, depending on the album. Um, these little shows, and it would would go behind the scenes. It would talk to the artist. It would show some like video of whenever they were recording or what have you. Um, and it had. Of course, at this point, whenever that show was made, Waters and Gilmore were not talking to one another. They were they well, were I mean, definitely on the outs. Right. And well, Waters then, wasn't talking with anybody else in the band. Uh, true enough. Um, yeah, and since then they've they've actually I don't want to say that they have made amends, but they have actually been on stage together a few times without strangling each other, without killing one another. <laughs> actually, played some good music. Right. Um, but while they were filming or while they were um, creating this album, while they were recording. Um, there's one track that they have there, um, and it is the great gig in the sky. It's the, it's after, um, it's after the first, uh, the first song, which is breathe. And it has a synthesizer and it's just kind of a, right. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So it has this synthesizer and David Gilmore, more uh, like while he was, you know, doing his interview, he's like, all right, this is how we did this. And he just took a synthesizer and he said, this is that tone. And he went, do, 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 do. That was it. He right. said, what we did was we recorded that. And we took and duplicated over and over that one piece of tape. And we spliced them together. Then we took mic stands and put them out across the room. And took that one loop of tape and ran it through a uh, like the the uh, a reel to reel recorder and had it pulling it through and they were using the mic stands to keep the tension on the tape and over okay. and over it just plays that one thing and they sped it up from the do 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 so it's going like really really fast he's like there's no way we could have done that you know by hand. We had to do it that, you know, had to use that technique. And he said, it worked. Um, another thing that they said was um, the, the beginning of time where you have all of the bells and right. the clocks yeah, go the off. Clocks and alarms and he talked about having to time all of those to where every, like that was a single take. They, there's not layers. That's that many clocks sitting in a room timed to go off all at one time. <laughs> He was like, it almost drove us insane trying to get everything timed right. He said, and then when we finally got that one take where everything clicked and they all went off at the same time, 
that's what you hear. Jeez. I mean, yeah, it was crazy. Um, and then, of course, oh, there's one person that uh, that in um, in that album that doesn't get the credit that she deserves. Um, she was a backup singer. She was actually not even a, a backup singer so much. She was just hired to come in and do some vocals. Um, so she came in and they, they did the, uh, the vocals for, um, like she did a, a couple of different things as far as, um, like, I can't even remember some of the songs that she did some backup vocals for, but it was just like, like singing uh normal, like just, you know, backup stuff. I think one of them was maybe like, um, Oh, I'm trying to think. Um, brain damaged and um, eclipse. She did a couple of of those. So afterwards, um, her name is Claire Tory, and what she did was she was hired to come in do those backup vocals, and they were like, "Listen, we need someone to do vocals, but we don't want words." We just want someone to kind of ad lib over some music. And we've got this, this song, and he didn't give it a title at the time. Um, and they said, listen to it and see what you can do. So they play this piece of music for her. And she goes, okay, okay. So she goes out and she puts on the headphones. She sits in front of the mic and she starts, they start playing the music and she starts singing. And she starts giving it the, oh, baby, baby, and this kind of stuff, you know. And like within half a minute, Gilmore shuts the recording down and he says, no, 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 that's not right. I don't, we don't want that. Goes back out there and says, you can't use words. And she's like, how am I supposed to sing without using words? And he was like, um, you can use, you know, anything besides words. So she's like, oh, okay, I guess. So she's, they start playing this music again, and she starts just screaming and moaning into the microphone and makes it to the end, and he was like, that's good. Do it again. And she's like, oh, my God. So goes through again. He goes, I like it change a couple of little things, do it again. She makes it about halfway through the third take and is like, no more, I'm done, and gets up and walks out. Didn't say anything more about it, was gone. About six months later, she's walking down the street, and in this record store in London, they have a big sign on the front window that says, Pink Floyd's new album, Dark Side of the Moon. And she's like, Oh God, this is that thing that I had to go in there and moan on. I wonder if, if they even used any of that garbage. So goes in and she buys an, a copy of the album and takes it home and just kind of lays it off to the side. So the boyfriend at the time, he's like, so are, when are you going to get a royalty check? And she's like, for what? He goes, have you not listened to the album? She's like, no. He said, you've got to listen to this. It's her vocals on Great Gig, Great Gig in the Sky, Just Before Money. One of the most memorable tracks from that album. And she's un- uncredited on it. She basically was paid, I want to say it was $75 to come in and do the vocals for that. And like even since then, she was like, I was embarrassed 
because what I was doing for that album, I was thinking, oh, this is garbage. This will never, ever make it to a cut, you know, a cut on the album. And it's, like I say, one of the, the, the great tracks on Dark Side. It's pretty oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and anybody that's ever done Dark Side of the Rainbow. Oh, yeah. That would be the track where the tornado's coming through. Yep. And picking up the house and sweeping Dorothy off to Oz. That's the one. That's the one. Um, great, great. The, the, the theater or the, the place where all this was, that was, was recorded is called the Rainbow Theater in London. Um, it was played, uh, for the press in 1972 at that. And they did, that was the first time they did a, a late or a light show for it as well. Now, mind you, this was 1972 lights. So it was like the old oil, like the things that you see, the psychedelic stuff. And oh, yeah, it yeah. blew the press away. They were like, oh my God, what is this? Um, last thing I'll say about Dark Side, and like I say, I, I told you, I'm, I'm a, I am a Pink Floyd fanatic. Um, one of the saddest things that I think I've ever heard about this album was the last line that was um, done in that interview on Classic Albums. It was David Gilmore, um, and they were saying, so looking back on this album, do you regret anything, or is there anything that you would have wanted to put in the album that you didn't get to or anything that you'd like to add to this interview. And he said, realistically, um, it kind of makes me sad. And they're like, why? Because of like the, the overarching theme of death and all of this and that. He goes, no, because he said, it's because I never had the experience of sitting down and listening to Dark Side of the Moon from the beginning to the end for the first time. I was there making it. So I didn't get that experience. And I was like, oh. you never think about the musician. We always think about the music, but we never really think about the musician. They don't get the experiences we do. Yeah. And I never, I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, it, it was just one of those, those things being a musician. I, I mean, I've created a lot of music. I've, I've played a lot of music and I know in the, I know the background of, hours and hours and hours of practice that that gets you to where you need to be so i i, I felt his pain when he said that and i was like oh dude i want to give you a hug <laughs> so, yeah yeah I, I wouldn't i wouldn't mind giving him a hug just as long as he wasn't making one of those guitar playing faces <laughs> he, he makes some faces oh, doesn't he lord you know the poor guy doesn't say much either like no, i've seen some of the like interviews really quiet soft spoken his wife says that, that he speaks through his instruments. I mean, really, that's what he does. That his voice is the sound of an electric guitar. Well, I know, and I'm sorry, Omar. I know you hate Pink Floyd. I know you're burnt <laughs> out on hearing it. You've heard it too many times. But uh, I know I've seen some stuff with him where they talk about like the songwriting process. Yeah. And his wife writes the lyrics for a lot of this she stuff. She does. She does. And but before she does the lyrics, he will write the music first and record the music. And she listens to the music and, and comes up with the lyrics to fit the music. Right. And a lot but, of times he just kind of hums along with it. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. When he, yeah. when he records the track for her to listen to, to kind of give her an idea of the flow that he wants for the song, he'll kind of hum along to it. But he won't, like he was telling the lady when they were recording Dark Side, mm -hmm. we don't want, he doesn't use words. Right. He, he just kind of hums and oohs and ahs and no. Yeah. 
Yeah, and um, the the latest album that he put out, Rattle That Lock, there's one um, track that's on there um, that's called uh, Girl in the Yellow Dress. And he when he did that one, he actually did that humming thing that he does. Mm. And his wife, Polly Sampson, that's, she's, she's an, uh, an, an artist, uh, an author and, and an artist. Um, as she was listening to it, she could hear the humming going along with it and it almost had words like she said the the words were there he was on the cusp of just singing them she's like all i had to do was just pin them because they were already there which was kind of a unique unique thing for at least that song yeah and that is that is probably my favorite song from that album that's a good song i really yeah i really like that song yeah and because it has just a such a different feel um, he's working on yeah. a new album right now. It should be out, I want to say, next year. Um, and from what I gather, from what uh, I've read about it, there, there's going to be a lot of that style, like the the jazz kind of style. Yeah, I like it. that. It's nice. Yeah. It's very nice, yeah. I like that kind of mellow. Which means there's going to be another tour. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> That's why he said he wants to get back out there. So. Yeah. Uh, he's also, knows, I mean, with, with he's 71 current, years old too. So, yeah. well, I was going to say his age and with the current <laughs> political climate of the world, who knows if he'll do it to her in the States. This is true. This is true. Yeah. He does like to play the pretty places too, though. I yeah. mean, like when I saw him, you know, what year before last, mm. um, of course we were in the big stadium there in, in Chicago, but then he went to like the Chicago theater, I think is what it was called. Something like that, probably, dude. I mean, Royal Albert Hall, he plays there. Yeah, frequently. It, it, that's kind of what the Chicago theater looks like. It's it's kind of like a smaller version of the Royal Albert. It is beautiful, gorgeous inside, um, and like he just added that show. So like, right. they he played two nights in Chicago and then a third night at that theater just for a special audience. And I gotta kind of wonder because okay, a stadium is built for you know maximum seating, right? Right. It's as many people as they can pack in. Right. Something like a theater is, is has to be designed with the audience in mind so that they can be able to see the stage, the, but also with a lot of, a spe- specifically with the theater, um, you uh, want that the performers' voices. Right. Because a lot of times- to think about the acoustics. Yeah. A lot of times they don't amplify. They, Very they're not true. wearing mics. It's just the, the person on the stage just has to speak loudly enough that- and the acoustics of the building have to be in such a way exactly. that the voice will carry out to the whole crowd. Have you ever and, like been to a theater to where you've been stuff like <laughs> So if you ever do, um, notice the way the walls are cut, the way the ceiling is cut, you, you'll notice that it's in steps like this. So, I mean, anything that goes up directs back down. Anything that goes out directs back in. Um, hmm. It's specifically designed for that purpose. Right. Well, I'm just wondering if he didn't, if he doesn't pick those types of places. Probably for the nicer shows. Yeah. Because of their acoustics. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. Um, and you know, someone like him is going to have enough pull that he goes, Hey, if it's not booked this night, I want it. And they're going to be like, thank you, sir. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, I want to get live the new one, the, the, where he went back to Pompeii, uh, and did, uh, yeah, Dude, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'd like to get that. Um, I haven't even seen it yet, but um, that's going to be a buy that I, I I make here really really soon. So nice, yeah. But uh, you know, okay, so just totally changing topics here. Okay. Uh, thank you for bringing with us in our fanboyism of 
Pink Floyd and David Gilmore and, <laughs> and all that. Uh, but it was a pretty historic event. And, you know, recently the 45th anniversary of the album. So, yes, uh, it's great. Yeah. 45 years. Wow. But talking about getting a bunch of people in one place. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, there, there's, there's a city that's specifically designed for that. Right. Las Vegas. Uh, they're specifically designed to pull as many people in there as they can. <clears throat> Have you been before? I've never been to Vegas. No, no, I would like to go sometime. It's a pretty place. I don't think I would want to gamble, but I would just like to see the city. I gambled a dollar. Yeah. I mean, maybe a little. You, I mean, you got to play the slots <laughs> exactly. or something. I, but... I put the dollar in the machine, pulled the one arm bandit. It, it was a quarter per pull. I pulled seven times. Hey, you won a little bit. I won 75 cents and then immediately spent it. So I was like, hey, I gambled in Las Vegas. <laughs> Good job. Uh, so uh, you, you probably stayed somewhere in Vegas. And, and stayed at the Mirage. And you probably didn't. When you, when you think of the quality of the room and, and all of that that you got compared to where you would be, say, somewhere in Chicago. Right. You probably didn't pay a whole lot for the room. No. I want to say we were there three nights, either three nights or four nights. Total package for the room was $500 right at it. And the room was nice. It was on like the 20 something floor. Yeah, and it, it was, was probably like a suite. Yeah, it was it was nice, big room. Yeah, you, well, I mean, you probably had like a couch and a TV and yeah. a bed, and, and not just a bed and a bathroom. Right. right? Yeah, yeah, it was so, a nice room. Uh, some of the casinos out there. Let's let's just say. Uh, well, well, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna tell you a story here. The MGM Grand can hold or has five thousand one hundred twenty four rooms. Okay, yeah, I can that, see that. That's a that, huge hotel out there that they can let out. That That's they can a monster. Yeah. Um, and, and their prices are really low. Right. Uh, so how, how exactly, how, where, where, how does that work? How, okay. how do they have this big, huge building that's only made to hold people and they rent them out dirt cheap? Like, the how does it work as a business? They, they want you to get down there and gamble. That's where the money comes in. Cause the whole gambling, the casino floor is set up for the, the for the business, right? I mean, you're you're playing the odds, and it's always in that the the favor is always in the house. The house, the house always wins. The house always wins, even if you're winning. The house is still winning, yeah. Because you're the, winning, the, but there's the hundred fifty people. people that are sitting around you are losing, right? So yeah, it's that's where the money is made. So so it's like uh, subsidizing. Yeah, pretty much. Yes, you got a bunch of people in there losing, subsidizing your winning. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that one guy that wins 100000 is a drop in the bucket compared to the, you know, $10 million that these other people are spending. Okay. So what, what do you think would be the cause of the worst time frame, the worst uh, week that, that a casino, the MGM Grand specifically here? What, if what I were you, just guessing? Yeah. What, what, what would cause their worst week ever? Oh, I don't know. Maybe like if Billy Graham or somebody would have come and had like an evangelical like seminar at, at the hotel. Right. Right. Or, or maybe like low attendance for some reason. Like, right? Yeah. Something that would be like, okay, yeah, we think gambling is against, you know, morally wrong yeah. or we, there's nobody around to gamble. Right. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, like, I don't know, say there was some big disaster and the hotel was just empty for a week. Right. And they, they just. What you're God wrong. forbid it rains in Las Vegas yeah. or something. Yeah, in the desert, people <laughs> freak out. So, no, the worst week the MGM Grand has ever had came at a time when they had 4,000 occupants. Okay, I, 
You said there's 5,000 some odd rooms? 5,124 rooms. So 4,000 something occupants. When you say occupants, that would probably justify at least that many rooms because, yeah, these, I the, mean, that yeah, would these, be individual rooms that are let out. More I would than likely, say. yeah. So how is that? I mean, unless nobody gambled. That's pretty much exactly what happened. Okay, so who, what group of people were there or what, if they have that many people there, surely to God, it's not one group. So, yeah, it was one group that let, that rented the building out. The well, American, were they evangelicals? No. No, no, no. <laughs> the American Physical Society, which is an organization which represents physicists. You know, guys that study math and numbers oh in their real-world applications. I can imagine that they would probably be afraid to go down there, thinking, oh, God, they're going to think I'm counting cards. <laughs> well, so it, that's, that's the people. I'll go ahead and tell you, that's the people. There were 4,000 of them in this hotel for a week for a conference. You know, guys that are real good with math, real good with real-world applications of math. Yeah. Why do you think the hotel lost it the most money it's ever lost? Probably because they knew to stop when, or knew to when to quit. I won some money. I'm going to stop and move over to this other place and win some more money and stop. And you, you might think, or, you know, it's all these smart math guys. Yeah. Maybe they're playing the odds. Maybe they're counting cards. Maybe they're cheating the system, right? You saw that movie that came out a while back. 21, right? Yeah. 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 Maybe there's a bunch of card counters going there and game it and all that, right? No. Yeah. No, that's not what happened at all. What happened? Uh, these guys are really good at math. Yeah. And they understand the real world applications of math. And what was that saying that we said at the very beginning? The house always wins. Unless you have a physicist at the, at the card table. Nope. Nope. <laughs> the house always wins unless you don't play. So they just didn't play. They didn't gamble. Oh my God. So MGM pretty much ate a week's worth of, of yes, sir. rooms. That at and nobody on the floor playing the game. Oh my lord! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess they—that's a lesson learned. Huh? <laughs> yeah. For some reason, they had a hard time finding a hotel to host them the next year. Gee, I wonder why. But the reason they chose Vegas was because airfare to Vegas is cheap because the Dirt hotels cheap. subsidize it. Yep. The rooms are cheap because the gambling subsidizes the rooms. Right. You, it, like you got all these people that are real good with numbers, and they go. Vegas sounds like the place to go. <laughs> There's cheap buffets. You got There's cheap free food. shows. Exactly. <laughs> and and part of it is probably because, you know, these are guys that are real guys and girls, ladies, gentlemen, whatever, yeah. that are real good with math. And they, they understand yeah. the odds. Part of it is and probably they played the odds and won. <laughs> yeah. They they played the the hundred the percent best odd. Yeah. Don't play. <laughs> And then part of it probably also is because a lot of these people are in academia. They're okay. not in big high paying jobs. They're grad students. They're right. professors. You know, so they they're not going to be money. the high roller that's yeah. coming out there to play. Yeah. So they're not the high rollers to start with. But I just thought that was really interesting that the MGM <sighs> Grand's worst week ever was during a, a time, a week when they had nearly capacity occupancy. And physicists of all people that were there. Someone that knows numbers and and even at that, I would think that even some of those guys would be like, you know what? I know that this is against me, but I just wanted to to do this just because. I'm sure sure if a few people did play games. Right. Right. But nothing nothing like what would normally be played. Right. Exactly. 
Most See, of them that's kind of that's like what what we did when we went out there. Like I said, I put one dollar in a slot machine. That was it. Um, we didn't go out there to gamble myself and, and, and Ashley, we drove out, we wanted to, to do the whole drive out West. And we, when we got out there, um, like we got to Vegas that morning and was like, you know what? We've been traveling 800 miles a day for the last like three, two or three days. It's just another 250 miles on over to LA. Why don't we just go and see it? So we drove there and came back that same day. Um, but we went for the shows. Um, we went to Cirque du Soleil while we were out there. We went to Madame Tussauds, the Wax Museum. We oh, went yeah. to Circus Circus um, and saw like the, all the circus shows. Um, we went to, um, of course, the Mirage has all of the, the things that they do with the volcano, the Bellagio's there with the, the water fountains and all that. There's street uh, magicians. I mean, th- th- that town, uh, there was a, um, at the Hilton, the whole Hilton um, like game floor was star trek themed and they had like klingons and stuff like that that was walking oh, through so they there. were they were having a con it was well it wasn't a con it was it because was, it was specific to that and it was that way all summer oh wow it was awesome okay. yeah so well, i mean they do specific ones like they do yeah. like ones just for star like they, trek and just they had stuff. like the the starship enterprise like 40 feet wide that was hanging from the ceiling it was huge wow um it was, i mean and i mean we got to walk through um the venetian and i got to see a million bucks um, I mean, it, it was really a cool town to go visit, but I'm telling you, um, that it, I would not go there and gamble because there's way too many th- other cool things to see than to sit there and watch a machine and just feed it. But, 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 but my money, but well, yeah, I knew where my money was. It was, <clears throat> it was doing interesting things and having good experiences rather than <laughs> giving it to the, the casinos. But I got to get that fixed, that quick high that oh, I won. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't, I, that doesn't really do anything for me. And Ashley either. She's like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think. Yeah. So. I'm the same. Now my mom, on the other hand, if she ever went to Vegas, we'd have to like, she, she'd have to sell the home, sell the house. I mean, she, she's one of those people that she'd be like Clark and, uh, Oh God, she'd lose her shirt. But I'm telling you, um, she's also one of the luckiest people I've ever seen. Really quick, little funny story. Mm-hmm. Um, the last, not the last cruise. Cause you, you, I think you and I went on the last cruise together, didn't we? I mean, I, I went on one last, with you guys, but I don't know. I think if that's been. the last time that we went out. Okay. Um, so it was the cruise before that mom, um, we had to walk down to the, the dinner, you know, to the diner. We were, had to walk by the casino to get to the diner. Okay. So <clears throat> on the left-hand side, you walk down and there's like all the little photographers set up because everybody's dressed and all that kind of stuff. Right. On the right-hand side, you can walk through the casino to get there. So Ashley and I go to the left and we walk down by where the photographer's row is. Mom walks to the right and goes into the casino. And the time it took for us to go from one end of that floor to the other where like entrance to exit of the casino mom came out the other end and she was like i won 50 bucks and i was like what she goes yeah i won 50 bucks i was like all you did was walk through (laughs) she's like yeah i know i stuck my little card in the machine and pulled it about four or five times and i won 50 dollars so she's like rusty from the vegas vacation dude she is so lucky so lucky she goes and plays bingo occasionally. She never comes home with less than $500. She goes and, and gets the little pull-offs, the little pull tabs and stuff like that, wins money on those things like crazy. She's one of those people that is so lucky when it comes to just gambling and those kind of like 
chance games. I don't know how she, I didn't get any of that. My goodness, none of it. Well, she kept it all. That's, that's, that's why. That's, that must be. That's why. I did win $7 on a lottery ticket the other day. Well, congratulations. That's the highest I've ever won on a lottery ticket. I take, <laughs> I take the uh, physicist stance on, on that. I don't just play. don't play. I just don't play. <laughs> I don't do those games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely know you're not going to win, but you definitely know you're not going to lose. Exactly. <laughs> I'll take the guaranteed not loss over the possible win. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty crazy, though. I wouldn't have thought that as far as physicists and, <sighs> and, and stuff like that at the MGM. Wow. Yeah. That's a little crazy. And so changing topics again. Okay. Uh, a history related thing. Recently, we're just coming out of the Winter Olympics in, in Korea, in South, South Korea. Korea. Yeah, and uh, we did the United States. We did, did okay. We did pretty well there. Oh, we we nine won. medals yeah. overall. What was yeah. it? We won four gold. Well, we I know we won the the cross country women's yeah uh, gold. They won the U.S. men's won the curling right. Uh yes, they did. And that's Put the only curling two on the map. Yeah. Well, for well, I don't know for whatever. Like at the last Winter Olympics, curling just blew up all over the place. Yeah, and but, it was like everybody was freaking out about it. Yeah, dude, um, I actually it was on one day, um, and like we just go. I was looking just through the channel list, and and I saw it, and I was like, "Have you guys ever seen this?" And Mom and Ashley are both like, "I don't even know what that is." So I was like, "Oh, you got to watch this." So I turned it on. <laughs> And I kid you not, they here they they push the little thing and the guys go down with the brooms, you know, yeah. and they're like, "What are they doing?" And I was like, "I don't know, but it's funny." <laughs> it yeah. looks like they're like sweeping the floor, getting yeah. well. And they're and they're they're clearing the ice and making it smooth and getting and it, it good and slick, and it heats up the ice a little bit, so it melts it just enough to get just, it to yeah. slide real yeah. real good. And then they can do one side or the other to get it to turn one way or the other. Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting to to know the physics of it, but it's funny. But to it's watch hilarious them go. to watch. Yeah. And uh, so this year, we had like we had the Winter Olympics, and the story, you know, congratulations to all of our athletes that performed. Right. Win or lose, we're proud of you. Thank you for going out there and giving it your all. So here, here's, uh, our, here's our breakdown. Nine gold, eight silver, and six bronze this year. That's pretty good. That's not bad. That's pretty not dang bad. good. Yep. Uh, the story, though, that caught my attention from the Olympics this year uh, harkens back to a, uh, a movie from the 90s that just, I loved it. I think a lot of people really liked it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just it's just one of the it's a it's a case of life imitating art imitating life. Yep, nineteen ninety three. This when this thing came out. Uh, <laughs> so in ninety three, this movie comes out called Cool Runnings, and it's about the first ever men's bobsled team from Jamaica. Yes, and it, <laughs> and had it was John, hilarious. It had John Candy. Dougie Doug, yeah, and a few other people who I don't remember their names because I'm bad. But uh, those were the two big ones for me, because uh, you know Dougie Doug was the big comic relief, and John Candy was the coach of the team. Yeah, and he and he did such a good job in that film. Yeah. I mean, he really did. Yeah, <laughs> and they go and they do their best, and that you know all that. But one of the big things in the movie was they had a problem getting a sled, a bobsled, right? And they had a lot of trouble trying to find one that was up to par for the current Olympic standard. And dude, the one that they end up in the with in the movie was yeah. junk. Yeah, pretty much. Oh pretty my much. God, they had to put it together and it was just 
Ugh. So that's that's a movie. Yeah. And that was about the actual 1988 Jamaican men's bobsled team. Right. Cut to 2018. <laughs> we have the female Jamaican bobsled team. They go to South Korea. They're ready to compete. Their coach, under certain circumstances, which I'm not exactly familiar with the entire story, is dismissed slash leaves the team. Really? And I think, I think she, I'm pretty sure she was fired because she basically said, oh yeah, screw you guys. I'm taking my sled and going home. Oh, oh. so they had to come up with a sled. Yeah, the coach took their sled from the Olympics away. Oh, that's so you just got, low. You got the women's Jamaican bobsled team in South Korea with no sled. So what did they do? I, well, I'm not exactly sure what I, I, I'm a bad host, ladies and gentlemen. I did not do the full research to find out what happened here. They did get to compete, but, right? They did get to compete. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if they got another sled or if they borrowed one or if they bought one. But what I did think was really funny was pretty soon after this happened, what is the name of this? Red Stripe. Oh, you know, yeah. Red the Red Stripe beer. Hooray. Hooray beer. Those yeah. Guys, those guys. Yeah. They tweeted <laughs> to the Jamaican bobsled team which yeah. was at Jam Bobsled. And they said, I got to do it. I'm sorry. I got to do it. No bobsled, no problem. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> if you need a new ride at Jam Bobsled, put it on at Red Stripes tab. That is so awesome. Go Red Stripe. <laughs> so I don't know if Red Stripe Beer actually ponied up and bought them a brand new sled. If they did, man, that is awesome. I would drink Red Stripe simply because of that. I'm not a beer drinker at all, but that it would be that would be I mean, awesome. I I do like Red Stripe. I think it's I think it's a pretty tasty beer. But that this whole story, like you, how do you go to the Olympics? Like you're a professional, obviously, to right? to get to the Olympics. Like that you you don't you don't go to the Olympics and just be like la 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 la. I'm at the Olympics. No, these are people that work their ass off for a very long time, usually most of their young lives, because most uh, Olympic athletes are in their late teens to early 20s. Uh-huh. So they've dedicated a, 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 a very large percentage of their life to pursuing their chosen activity to get to an Olympic level. Even the coaches are usually former athletes that have then turn to coaching once they're past their their prime competitive prime right how do you get to this level in a sport where you're still so petty that you're gonna screw over your whole team okay so okay so in that way so what i'm seeing here in front of me is that the sled itself is actually not a new sled so it was it's the same sled that they had been using however um, when the coach decided to to jump ship, um, basically, Red Stripe said, you know what? What do you want for it? We're going to gift it to the team. 
So Red Stripe actually step up and say, you know what, you know this the San- Sandra, I ain't even uh-huh. gonna attempt this yeah. last name K I R I A S I S decision to leave the team um, really put them in a bind. The women's bobsled team. So they were like, you know what, they've been using this sled. They're familiar with this sled. How much do you want for it? And she was like, okay, I, you know this is what I want. It's an undisclosed amount. What it says, and they were able to go with the sled that they know, which was really cool. I mean, that's ama- that's awesome of Red Stripe. Yes, Don't it is. Don't get me wrong. Yes, but, it is. <clears throat> but my my problem with it was the coach. Yeah, the how, co- how, that's not a cool move at all. How do you get to that? I mean, and where does she think she's going to go now that's going to tolerate? Nowhere. I mean, who's that's a, assume- that is a career-ending move. Exactly. Who's going to assume, like, I get sometimes something happens at work. Trust me. I get sometimes that something happens at work that makes you angry. Right. But you got to consider the consequences of your action. Absolutely. And how it's going to affect the rest of your career. And especially when you're dealing with something like this that's on the world stage. Yeah, you are performing. You are in the limelight. Whether, whether you're one of the athletes out there on the thing or not, if you're part of the organization. You're and there. You, and you do something like this. Yeah. I mean, this lady has to be done. Absolutely. Who's, who's going to hire her after this? I don't know. But Not they did cool. compete. They did uh, compete. I, I don't, don't think they, they, they didn't did, place. They didn't medal. No. But way to go. Go, Jam go Jamaica. <laughs> it's all right. And, no uh, worries, man. <laughs> I guess she didn't get a, uh, a hearty, thanks, coach. <laughs> no, she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I got to watch that movie now. <laughs> uh, yeah. It is such yeah. a good movie. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, that's pretty interesting though. Um, that it it's it's neat whenever you see something that happens based on, like you say, uh, uh, you know, at least if, if nothing is loosely based on actual events, right? And then it kind of comes full circle, happens yet again. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. It is funny. <laughs> I don't. This one just kind of. I was like, seriously, an, an Olympic level organization having these kind of like. You know, five-year-old children's problems. Yeah, squabbles and little. Yeah, Um, I did see too. I'm going home. The other uh, the other day, I saw there's there's a couple of new events that they're pushing for um, at Winter Olympics. Um, The one that I I saw that was that was interesting is snow volleyball. They're actually pushing for that to become a a you know a sport. I mean, and the team, the women's snow volleyball would be interesting to watch. I, everybody's in parkas, so you can't really. I mean, I it's not know. like they beach. Still, yeah, it's they, not still like beach wear, they still got to wear the bikinis. <laughs> I'm sorry. My foot is down firmly on this one. If you're but playing no, volleyball, you got to be in bikinis. Uh, honestly, the teams looked pretty good, though. And um, they were like in cleats and things like that to, to grip the snow and stuff. Dude, it, it was it was intense. Very intense. Um. My asthma is just immediately going into convulsions, just <laughs> thinking about doing something like that in the snow. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it, it was pretty wild though. Um, after, after it was all said and done and they were doing like their group photo and, and stuff like that, cause it was just a, um, oh, what do you call it whenever, it, what type of a, a, an event is it whenever it really doesn't count? Um, exhibition. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, thank called? you. Cause I, yeah. I was totally a, blank. Yeah. It was an exhibition event, um, right. kind of in between couple of the games they just had like the like four courts set up and they were just 
And it was it was intense, though. I mean, they were they were really going after it, and they were like, you know, we want to see this in the next Winter Olympics. As something Can you imagine going for a dig and just 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 getting a, a, a sharp jag of ice just catching on your chin or something as you're going God. in for the, and just like slicing <laughs> your chin? Up. Oh, uh, oh yeah, man. not cool. No, not cool. But I mean, you know, you never know what's going to show up in in Olympics, um, right? I mean, there's they some, do some strange events. There are some some interesting events. Hurling. I mean, curling itself is is a weird one. It's uh, out there. <laughs> weirdo. This I, is a I did see too. Event. I mean, this is another one. This is completely just out there and crazy. But someone had taken liberties with the curling video, and they had edited in cats instead of the curling like the little stone thing. Oh, so like it had this big fat cat that's just kind of laying there, and here they are like with the little brooms out in front, and it's just this cat going across the ice. <laughs> Jeez. It was hilarious. Now, I did see uh, somebody from a Navy. I don't know if it was the U.S. Navy or another country's Navy, but it took me a while to figure it out. There was this really narrow corridor. Okay. And you saw two pe- three people standing on the right side of the corridor, and one of them is like hunkered down, and they kind of move forward and push something. Oh, yes. And the other two have just regular brooms and they're like (laughs) running down the hallway sweeping. And I was like, what the hell? And the first person had a Roomba. (laughs) And she like shoved it down the hall and the other two people are running in front of it sweeping as it's like going down the hall. Oh, no. (laughs) That's brilliant. It is. It is. Uh, Because that's about what curling looks like. It's exactly what it looks like. (laughs) Don't let the Roomba get any dirt. (laughs) Oh, dude, that was that. It's it's funny, though. That's for sure. So what our next Olympics is uh, summer Olympics. The next winter will be in 2020, 2022, 2022. Every four years. Yeah. Summer 2020. Yeah. And then 2022 for and it's in Japan, I think. Correct. I think that's the next one. Winter, next winter, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yep. I don't know where. I have no even clue where. I don't know the city. Is. Yeah. But okay. uh, yeah, it, I, they were already looking at mascots and things like that for it. For it, so yeah, they really. T- it's it's a big deal. So, but anyway, yeah, that's that's kind of been our week. Yeah, <laughs> been fun since our last our last episode, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for bearing with us. Um. And uh, if you got any ideas or if you got, if you, if you have something you want to hear our thoughts on specifically, uh, shoot us a message over at Facebook uh, forward slash two minds podcast, or you can shoot us a tweet at two minds podcast. I mean, you can also send us like email and stuff yeah. and that's two minds podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. We've got one of those. Uh, you can also find this episode and all of our past episodes on our hosting site, two minds.podbean.com. And uh, give us a look up over there. Uh, shoot us a message in any fashion. Let us know how we're doing. Tell uh, a buddy, you know. We always love likes. Yeah, so. yeah. And uh, if if you notice any difference in the quality here, I would like to know about that too. Maybe I need to tweak something a little further. But, All right. Uh, yeah. So I guess, you know, until next time, this is, this is going to be like, uh, I don't know. I, there's nothing that's going to top this past week for you as far as the crazy thing crawling through your walls. Yeah, and, like, I swear I can still hear it. Uh, dude, I've heard it two or three times while we're here. Yeah, I can hear it like, in the wall right now. You've got this off.